This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I'm running out of ways to describe all this, uh, this cornucopia of Hunter Biden material that keeps coming out. I mean, how do you describe some of these videos? Here's Hunter Biden uh, questioning a hooker about crack. Here's him weighing the crack. Here's Hunter in a sensory deprivation chamber feeling the effects of the crack outside. <laughs> how do these guys, how, I'm not messing with you. Here he is. He doesn't want other senses. He's in a depra- Just the crack sense. I'm running out of ways. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. Another January 6th distraction collapsing. And while you were distracted, the great resetters are at it again. Again, openly talking about colluding with business to screw who? You. You. That's right. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go, brother. Here we go. Always a busy Monday. A lot going on happened over the weekend. A data dump where 4chan users uh, are claiming that they've gotten a hold of the contents of Hunter Biden's iCloud and his iPhone dumped. And the information, again, is horrifying. Now, let me just preface this. I'm going to show you a video to uh, kick off the show here today. Another deep, let me just warn you in advance that this stuff is just disturbing stuff and involves drug use. So if you have kids around, uh, just so you know. Um, Folks, listen, we're in a... And a debate has emerged on social media amongst a lot of prominent conservatives. And it's a good one to have uh, because we should always entertain both sides. One side of the debate is that, hey, listen, let's just dump the Hunter Biden stuff. OK, we've got enough bad material about Joe Biden himself that this is kind of sucking the air out of the room from the Joe Biden stuff that this is a, you can see if you go to social media, a number of people have kind of uh, hinted to this. Right. The other side of the debate is where, where I am, where I'm on is, yeah, you're not wrong. Hunter Biden's not president. His father is. But the Hunter Biden stuff speaks to how genuinely awful of a human being Joe Biden is. Now, remember, the most damaging political narratives in the world. Right. Come on. What I haven't said this in a long time. But if you're a regular listener, you know where I'm going with this are the ones that change your pre-existing notion of who a person is. Right. A story about Donald Trump hanging out with, you know, women in Israel is not a damaging narrative because Donald Trump talked about it himself on the Howard Stern show. You get it yet. A story about Mike Pence hanging out with women, you know, Joe doing his thing is damaging. Here's the thing about the Hunter Biden story and why that golden rule of politics. One of them relates here. Joe Biden has portrayed himself as the middle class Scranton kid, working class guy. I'm just like you. Really? Because the local three electrician in New York doesn't have millions of dollars coming into his crack addicted son's account who's leveraging his last name because he's an electrician. So, no, 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 I don't I don't buy. I respect both sides. I'm not knocking anyone. I don't buy this argument. We should let all this go. That's one angle of it. The fact that this Hunter Biden situation speaks more to Joe Biden's character than Hunter. We are, no, there's, there is no video that could come out right now that would change your pre-existing notion of who Hunter Biden is. Correct, guys? I mean, what else is he going to no. do? What else is he going to do? I mean, seriously. Uh, the, you'd be like, this guy's a sick... You get it. 
But the angle here is that his dad let him do it and leverage the last name to be the business front of the Biden corruptocrat empire. What kind of a father does that to their crack addicted son? That's important. Number two. On a very, very gravely serious note. Folks, what else? What other videos are out there? Look at that. I'm getting goosebumps again talking about it. No, those aren't good ones. What else is out there? What does China and Russia have? There must be a trove, a trove of blackmail material out there right now. I'll get to one part of it in a second that, gosh, if this gets worse, like I think it may, pedo, Peter and stuff. What else does China and Russia have? Here's one of the videos. Again, caution if your parents in the room. He's weighing crack in this video. Just emerged this weekend from this iCloud uh, where they cracked into his iCloud account. Watch this disaster. So I just read out the bag. It's 2.06. 2.07 without the bag. I don't again we're running out of ways you know we do a rundown meeting before the show with the radio team and the podcast team here and uh I I was telling Jim because we're going to use it for call for us I'm like how do we describe call for me now call for the video how do we describe this video is this the Hunter Biden weighing crack and debating with the another hooker in the room who or what we think is a hooker in the room debating the weight of the, it's 21 uh, ounces of crack no it's it's uh, 20.7 ounces of crack i mean what else is out there how much worse is this going to get what kind of a stock of blackmail material must exist that this is considered like the least damaging stuff at this point. PJ Media, Matt Margolis covered this this weekend. 4chan users are leaking info allegedly from Hunter Biden's phone and dot, 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 y- yikes. Yikes is right. Should be all caps, yikes. Folks on there. Now, Matt writes, listen, due to content filters, he has his home network. He can't even visit the site to check out the leaked data. But Nicarama, Red State, and others have checked it out. And among the things leaked were Hunter Biden's passport, part of a visa card, as well as pictures of Hunter with Joe Biden, as well as, quote, oh, boy, this is tough to talk about. President's son, folks. Videos of a sexual nature and alleged porn searches. But it goes on. On the iPad contacts and conversations, there was also an indication of conversations tagged with the name Pedo Peter. It's not clear who Pedo Peter is referencing, Nicarama reports. There were a variety of conversations that were accessed that appear to be conversations between various members of the Biden family. Ladies and gentlemen, what else is on there? This is why I I, I just want to give you a full perspective so you have the material in your head. I'm not one. I don't want you to waste your time. There is a serious debate about this, about letting the Hunter Biden stuff go to focus on how awful Biden is. I don't think that's the right approach. And this is why we don't know who Pedo Peter is. I don't care to speculate at this point. I do facts. I don't do journalism. Yes, I said that correctly. Don't ever call me a journalist. It's the greatest insult out there. We do actual facts on the show. And the facts are, I don't know who Pedo Peter is. Pedo, of course, referring to pedophilia for liberals listening. Who may be like, who the hell is Pedo Peter? Is Hunter Biden angry at somebody? Did something happen to Hunter Biden? Are there videos out there of Hunter Biden talking about things? How implicated is Joe Biden in all of this? The answer is, I don't know that yet. And I don't get ahead of my skis. But I do know this. If this information can be verified, and by the way, where are the media and the fact checkers? Are they going to go check that? Are they going to verify this information? If that pedo Peter story turns into something far worse, you should start asking yourself, what else does China and Russia have on the now president of the United States and his clearly corrupt family? Well, makes you ask questions, doesn't it? Ding, 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 ding. 
Tristan Justice Federalist article, Biden sold oil from emergency reserves, our emergency reserves, to Chinese gas giant tied to his scandal-plagued son. Why would that be? We learned last week he had the power as well to stop this sale and didn't take advantage of that power. Where's the media on this? Where are the fact checkers? That's your job, right? How about you go look at that iPhone, that iCloud account, and verify it? I mean, if it's got pictures of his passport, how else would they get that? How else would someone who faked an iCloud account under Hunter Biden's name get a copy of his passport? Where's the FBI on this, folks? We have a major international crisis right now with the President of the United States' son clearly corrupted, clearly in hock overseas to people who are enemies of the United States based on some of his prior business dealings. And where are they? Nowhere to be found. So just to sum this up before I get on to their other distraction, the January 6th thing meant to say, hey, look, squirrel. Remember why this story is important. It destroys the pre-existing notion of who Joe Biden is. Oh, he's a Scranton kid fighting dirt under the fingernails guy just like you. Really? Just like us? I've got a crack-addicted son raking in millions of dollars for the family, leveraging my name. Nah, sorry, don't have that. No, nah, that's not me. And second, it is and it's a national security crisis right now, right now. What the hell does China and Russia have on this guy? Now, the media, which should be doing their job talking about the biggest presidential scandal, personal scandal, that, 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 uh, that leaks into the presidency since Bill Clinton's inside the White House. The media is more concerned with the January 6th uh, distraction. You know, greatest insurrection since uh, 9-11, uh, the, the Pearl Harbor. I mean, this is their, they are horse blinkers on, baby. This is all they care about. And the crazy thing is, whereas the their, their ace witness in the hole, Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony, has continued to entirely collapse, eviscerating her credibility completely, you hear nothing. You hear about us, how wonderful Joe Biden is and Kamala Harris and how don't you worry, the economy's going to turn around, all roses and stuff. Even the coverage of the economy being bad is kind of scattershot here and there. You don't hear anything about Cassidy Hutchinson, aide to Mark Meadows, who was President Trump's chief of staff. Her testimony's completely collapsed. We covered at length how her story about being told that the Secret Service was attacked by Trump in a limo and he tried to grab the wheel. I told you the story's not true. Unlike them, I have actual accounts I trust from people. That is not true. I told you how her other account of writing a handwritten note is likely not true, too. Now another piece has completely fallen apart. Remember when Cassidy Hutchinson said this? She's here with Liz Cheney. I'm going to play this video here in a second. And I want you to be clear when you listen to this. She's talking about a conversation we had with Trump's lawyer, Pat Cipollone, in the White House. How Pat Cipollone thought they would be charged with, quote, <clears throat> every crime imaginable if they went to Capitol Hill. I want you to think about why Liz Cheney and Cassidy Hutchinson would say something like that. Keeping in mind, I was a federal agent and a cop before. If you're going to make a case, folks, intent matters. Keep that in mind as you listen to this. And this completely fell apart, too. Check this out. And Mr. Cipollone said something to you like, make sure the movement to the Capitol does not happen. Is that correct? That's correct. I saw Mr. Cipollone right before I walked out onto West Exec that morning. And Mr. Cipollone said something to the effect of, please make sure we don't go up to the Capitol, Cassidy. Keep in touch with me. We're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if... We make that movement happen. And do you remember which crimes Mr. Cipollone was concerned with? In the days leading up to the six, we had conversations about potentially obstructing justice or defrauding the electoral count. Folks, it, I, I've got experience in this space. I don't need to, uh, we get it. The, the, the self-praise stinks. I totally understand. But it's important I say that because I've seen this before. They have a pre-existing narrative of what they want to say, Liz Cheney and Hutchinson. They want to establish the fact that Donald Trump and his team committed a crime, some effort to overthrow the United States government. In order to establish a narrative, you're going to need intent. 
Intent doesn't always matter in a crime. It doesn't. I always use the example of passing counterfeit currency, something I investigated in the Secret Service. You pass it, you're guilty. Now, is the jury going to convict you? It's up to them. But you, intent is not a component of the crime. Or else everybody would just say, oh, I just didn't know it was counterfeit. Right? Now, it, it, candidly, audit, you know, your audience is the jury. is probably not going to convict someone if they can convincingly say they didn't know. But that's a court, that's a court thing. Intent, however, is a component of some other crimes. You can't mistakenly promote an insurrection. You get it? You can't do it by, is there, am I making sense here, guys? Yeah. You have to want to have promoted an insurrection. Yeah. Reminds me of that scene in uh, the Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston movie when they're breaking up. I want you to want to do the dishes. Remember, you ever see that scene? You have to want to do an insurrection. Now, the problem is the Trump team had no desire whatsoever to do an actual insurrection. Here's what an insurrection would have looked like. And thank the Lord it didn't happen. Trump would have co-opted the military, some corrupt military leader, put a bunch of generals inside the Capitol, forced them at gunpoint to count votes. That's what an insurrection, God forbid, would look like. Thankfully, none of that happened. Trump contested the election results, which he's perfectly entitled to do. Democrats have contested just about every election result in modern American history. He had the Electoral Control Act to uh, take advantage of some opportunities to highlight what he thought was corruption, and he did. And it didn't work out. How do we know that, Joe? How do we know it didn't work out? Because yeah. who's in the oh, Biden's right. sitting there I, yeah, now. That's so right. it didn't work out for him. I, that, what, the process did not work out his way. It didn't. So there was no insurrection. Liz Cheney, the facts aren't good enough. So she's using this young lady, Cassidy Hutchinson, as a vehicle to establish intent where she says, oh, yeah, yeah, we had this conversation beforehand. Wink and a nod, guys. You get it? And even the president's lawyer, wink and a nod, guys, lawyer. So he knew what, Joe? Legal stuff? Yeah. Oh, so he was aware. Pre Pre-existing knowledge. And the lawyer who knew legal stuff told me in advance of the capital movement didn't happen. Wink and a nod. He said, if we go up there, we will be charged with every crime imaginable. In other words, there was pre-existing knowledge what they were doing was illegal. Oh, by a lawyer with legal knowledge. But notice how Cassidy Hutchinson doesn't speak categorically. She speaks in little caveats and asterisks. Did you hear it again, fellas? Yep. He said something to the effect of there the president's is. lawyer. There it is. There it is again. They are trying. Listen to me. Learn to dig through this like a criminal investigator. This is why I despise Liz Cheney so much as a person and a politician. It's usually not personal to me. What she's doing is so disgusting. Liz Cheney. If Liz Cheney had a case, I would hear her out. Liz Cheney is a disgusting human being. There is not a shred of integrity in this woman. She has leveraged her dad's last name. She has no life skills whatsoever to get a congressional seat. The only one in one of our greatest states, Wyoming, I just got back from because she knew she was in real trouble because she didn't like Trump, whose presidency was not beyond question. Listen, I didn't agree with everything the president did. I was open about it. I didn't. I don't like criminal justice reform. I was open about it. I was critical during the campaign of some of his statements. The difference is, I've been an honest critic. He's done terrific stuff, too, and I would support him again. And I've said that. January 6th was not our best day. I have an open mind on that. Liz Cheney knows what she's doing is a fraud. And she's doing it anyway because she has no other path to victory in Wyoming as voters there have grown tired of her. So she's trying to carve out just enough Democrats to flip their votes to flip their party affiliation in a primary to help her get through. So she's just making stuff up at this point. Now, there's a big problem with this story about Cassidy Hutchinson's story that the president's lawyer, Pat Cipollone, said that they'd be charged with every crime imaginable. Intent. Intent. What's the problem? The great Byron York from the Washington Examiner on his Twitter feed picked this up. He notes this is July 9th for clarity, 20, uh, 2022, just the other day. He notes, quote, 
Pat Cipollone just testified before the January 6th committee for eight hours under oath, videotaped, and transcribed. And according to a new report from CNN, the January 6th committee did not ask him about the every crime imaginable statement. Oh, they didn't. Why would they not ask him, fellas? Why do you think they'd not ask him about that? If you're trying to prove a lie, you can't prove a lie. Why? Because it's a lie. I can't prove to you I went to Harvard because I didn't. I can say it, but I can't prove it. Now, Cassidy Hutchinson can't prove that Pat Cipollone said that. Who can? Pat Cipollone. So if you were to ask Pat Cipollone about that, not use hearsay, I heard Pat Cipollone say this, but you asked Pat Cipollone himself, and Pat Cipollone says, I never said that, that's a lie. All of a sudden, they're going to have a problem in the transcript, aren't they? This is why we have adversarial hearings in the United States. We have cross-examination, and we don't admit hearsay. The committee didn't ask him because they knew what he was going to say. What he was going to say is, I didn't say that. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So, folks, I can't emphasize this enough. This is why the Cassidy Hutchinson, Liz Cheney, Pat Cipollone, the woman Cassidy Hutchinson seems very confused, folks. Everything she seems to say, I wrote this note about the speech. Someone else is saying, you didn't write that. Eric Hirschman said, I wrote it. And I'll testify to that. She's saying Tony Ornato, Secret Service agent, told her this. Oh, my gosh, the president uh, grabbed the wheel. Tony Ornato, I didn't say that. And I'll testify to it. Pat Cipollone told me we were going to be charged with every crime imaginable, establishing intent. Pat Cipollone. Weird. You didn't ask him about that, huh? A little strange. This is what they're distracting you with while the Hunter Biden story uh, unfolds. Inflation turns into an international crisis we haven't seen since the Weimar Republic. The border is becoming a disaster. Fentanyl is killing our kids. Folks, I'm you know... I don't want to get sidetracked. I got a lot to get to, but on this fentanyl thing, just fast, it's gotten so bad while we're all distracted with January 6th. I have to beg my 18 year old daughter when she goes out, please, please. I say, do not do let if, if you're out and you're out there and you're in a restaurant and you have a, whatever, a Sprite or something, don't leave your drink around anyone. Do not take anything from anyone. Obviously these kids are dying. We are being poisoned as a country, 100,000 dead kids. And this is the crap we're focused on. Cassidy Smollett, Juicy Hutchinson out there. This is it. And while you're distracted, Biden and his administration continue to lie to you. If they are spitting in your face now and he continues to decay before our eyes, like we have not seen a president decay in modern history. The guy cannot even read a teleprompter. How is that? There's one right here. It's not hard. Here, let me read the headline from the next story. Biden repeats story of a 10-year-old allegedly needing an abortion that no one's been able to verify. Repeat that line. Biden repeats. I'm just kidding. I'll get to that in a second. But that is an actual headline at the Daily Wire. He is spitting in your face now lying to you. There's a story that the left is, where, by the way, where are the fact checkers on this? I thought they're checking facts. The Democrats are out there promoting this story about a 10-year-old who needed an abortion, some victim of sexual abuse, a 10-year-old. Here's a problem with the story, as Ash Shaw notes at the Daily Wire. No additional info has been given. No one's been able to verify any of the story. The name of the alleged child abuse doctor is still unknown. The city or county where it was alleged to have happened hasn't been named. And there's no confirmation anywhere that the case was reported to law enforcement or is being investigated. Where the fact, fact, Bill, Bill McCarthy, Bill, Tom Kircher, you going to get on that? Because Biden keeps talking about this story of the 10 year old needing an abortion. 
and so do the left. And yet it's weird how no one has any details on this case. Because, Joe, you would think, given the horror, we can all agree, right, of a story like that, a 10-year-old being abused, gets pregnant. You you would think that would have made the news somewhere, right? Somewhere. Kind of? Did you see that story? Anyone? No. No, we heard the story from Biden and the left, but it's weird how we haven't seen that story. Police report? Police report? Something? Anything? Yeah, anything. Now, of course, you wouldn't share the name. It's... Minor and no. the horror of the story is unspeakable. But my gosh, weird how no one seems to think with Twitter and all that other stuff. Nobody, nobody, nobody's heard of that. Fact, fact checkers, you gonna gonna get on that? Again, he's just spitting in your face now, Biden. Well, as he was giving one of those speeches about Roe v. Wade and abortion, this happened. This is another Biden doozy. We are watching a man before our eyes cognitively decay at a rate we have never seen. He's giving this little speech from what looks like the dip room in the White House, the diplomatic reception room. The dip room. That's, I, uh, sorry. I, sh- I just did. I, don't talk in <laughs> jargon. It's, oh, yeah, the dip room. The diplomatic reception room. Here's Biden. He's given this speech on abortion, and he says what appears, let me emphasize, appears to be a teleprompter. I'll, say, I'll, 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 I'll explain why I say appears in a minute. Not trying to give him an out. But again, I, I don't do journalism. I do facts. Thank God. Don't ever call me a journalist. Biden appears to read teleprompter instructions where he says, repeat the line. Here, you listen for yourself. You be the judge. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. Now, this is where he repeated the story about the 10-year-old that nobody seems to have heard of and no one can verify. You would think if the left had this story as their top of the totem pole of narratives, right, 10-year-old, sexually abused, needed an abortion, you would think they'd be rushing to fact check this to prove it's true, right? After that, he goes on to say and gives the story, repeat the line. Now, there's a big controversy around this. The controversy... Brood, because he said, and I'll, you know what? I may play it again. Let's play it again. I want you to, he did not say, let me repeat that line. I'll tell you why this is important. Just listen to it again. He says, quote, repeat the line, not let me. Here, listen for yourself, and this we'll do an actual fact check. Check it out again. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. He did not say, did you guys hear it? Did he say, let me repeat the line? No, he didn't. He said, repeat the line. Not let me repeat that line. Why is that important? Because it appears it was a teleprompter instruction. Now, here's his, uh, one of the assistant press secretaries in the White House, and Emily Simmons, who again, has no problem lying at all, responding to the great Greg Price, who posted it saying, no. He said, let me repeat that line as if we cannot all go back and just watch it ourselves. They are just spitting in your face. Same speech, the cognitively impaired mess of a president with spaghetti for brains right now, repeats a story not one person can verify about a 10-year-old, an abortion, and then says what appears to be a teleprompter instruction, and then has this White House uh, assistant press secretary absolutely lie in a verified Twitter account. Where are the fact checkers on that? Just one more. Yeah, seriously. Well, let me turn it up. Hold on. Hold on. Because I want to make sure I hear it clearly. Joe, don't say you're really loud. So don't. Okay. Don't. don't, don't uh, whoa. You just said something. Okie dokes. After I turned it up. Okay. Play it again. I'm, I got it all the way up. So let me, let me hear it again. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who registered to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. He says repeat the That's what he says. That's the third time. Right. Joe, I turned you down. You could die. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Thank cool. uh, I, I turned it way up. It's, he did, she did not say, he did not say that. Where are the fact checkers on this? Now, here's where it gets really weird. Red State noted that, hey, all of a sudden, uh, there's a Red State article, be in my newsletter today. The transcript, the official transcript from the White House changed. 
Here's the whitehouse.gov speeches and remarks. They put in there, let me repeat the line. There, he did not say that. He did not say that. Now, now, because again, I'm going to do facts. I'm going to do facts, not journalism. I'm going to do facts. One of two things happened here. And trust me, only one of two things. I have read backstage as an agent a thousand teleprompter speeches. Why? Because when you're sitting backstage, right, and the president's out in front of thousands of people giving a speech, you need to know when to move, a little inside baseball. So what they'll tell you is read the prompter. You can read it if you're not, say, on an active post. And look, you don't have to read the whole thing. But when he gets to this point, he has about two minutes left. So you know you're ready to go. I have read a thousand teleprompters as the president speaking. Yes, there are instructions in there sometime. Not all the time, but there are. Number one. Number two, presidents go off script all the time. All Trump, forget it. Trump wasn't even close to the teleprompter ever. My guess is it's one of two things. Either Biden repeated an actual teleprompter instruction in there that said, repeat that, repeat the line. Number one, which is more likely, in my opinion. Or number two, let me repeat that line was in the prompter for him to say, does this make sense, guys? Like to draw emphasis? Yeah. Like if I said, if we, let's say my show was scripted, it's not, but this show. And I said, hey, I'm about to read this here, throw it up, this Breitbart headline, which is real. Poll, Joe Biden's approval rating sinks to historic low of 29%. Let's say the show was scripted and Gee wanted to emphasize it. And it said, uh, let me repeat this headline. Joe Biden's approval rating sinks to a historic low of 29%. So it's only one of those two things. Either it said, let me repeat that line, and Biden screwed that up and just said, repeat the line. Either way, he screwed up. Or it was an instruction, repeat the line, and he read it. There's no scenario by which Biden didn't screw this up. None. That's why his approval rating is now 29%, according to this white uh, Breitbart piece by Wendell Husebaugh. Folks. Listen, if this was one or two things, okay, it'd be different. Every single president screws up the prompter. Remember Biden? I remember Obama, Joe, 57 states. And yes. The corpsman. Remember corpsman? Corpsman. Everybody. Yeah. The corpsman. Everybody screws up. Trump is screwed up. Bush screwed up. Remember, uh, uh, what was that thing with Bush? Uh, uh, fool me once. Shame on you. Me. I mean, you. remember he couldn't? Everyone. The problem with Biden is he can't get through a freaking speech without flubbing something major, like either reading the prompter instructions or misreading what was in the prompter to make it sound like an instruction. There's no option C. Either way, he screwed up. Yet the media continues to cover for this guy. All right. I got another point. Scary Poppins is back, folks. The disinformation ministry. And what does this have to do with the great reset crowd? Stay tuned. Got a lot coming up. Okay. So they must protect the enterprise, uh, the media and the so-called journalists out there. They have to protect the enterprise and the enterprise is liberalism. It's why they have to protect Biden up until the end. And when they're ready to throw Biden overboard, it's going to be bad. They will throw Biden overboard to protect liberalism. And one of the ways they're going to do it is to co-opt how we get information. How do we get information now, folks? We get it through Twitter and Facebook. It is why the left is almost laser focused, like a beam on controlling these private businesses to make you, uh, to, to be able to influence you through the inflammation stream. Now, Scary Poppins, Nina Jankowicz, was going to be the head of the Ministry of Truth, this DHS disinformation board, which was this Orwellian nightmare where the government was going to be involved in what's happening on social media and, quote, disinformation. There is no role for government in that. Here, Jankowitz is back on Brian Stelter's dreadful, uh, hilariously titled show, Unreliable Sources. Uh, here she is back playing the victim card again about how the disinformation uh, Ministry of Truth was the subject of a disinformation campaign. Check this out. The disinformation 
Information Governance Board was a body that was meant to advise the many parts of the Department of Homeland Security that were working on disinformation um, to bring best practices to bear and to make sure that we were up with the latest research, the latest trends in disinformation and countering it and make sure that that work was being done in a way that protected freedom of speech, protected civil rights, civil liberties and privacy. Now, what the Republicans and frankly, some on the far left as well, spun was that this disinformation governance board was going to be a ministry of truth. There is no, absolutely no foundation for that. In fact, the disinformation governance board was never meant to police speech. It was not going to police speech. And frankly, Brian, I have written and researched about government efforts uh, to do just that. I am against them, just like many mm. Americans are. And if that were part of the job description, I wouldn't have taken the job. Folks, it was part of the job description. We already showed you in a show we did a couple weeks ago, information that's emerged, that that was exactly the job description, was to police speech. Now, she can continue to play the victim because people like Nina Jankowitz, this epic fraud who is a promoter of disinformation herself, the globalist Great Reset crowd out there that wants to take possession of the information streams on social media Facebook and Twitter to be able to lie to you with impunity and protect people like Biden and otherwise and liberalism. They can't have this thing totally collapse. Here's Jankowitz. Here's some just some tweets from her. We could play these all day again. Promoting disinformation herself. November 1st, 2016, right before the election. Trump had not one but two secret email servers to communicate with influential Russian bank. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable, Nina, because it's not believable because it's fake. Here's another one. Husband texted me to, you have news to wake up to. Never thought it would be this. Confirms our worst fears about Trump. I'm horrified. Here's Scary Poppins, Nina Jankowitz, talking about what? The fake server story again. She was the perfect person to take over this department. The Great Reset crowd needs her. Useful idiots to weaponize the government to control information streams. She is still out there promoting this. Here's the great reset crowd I talk about. Remember Klaus Schwab, head of the World Economic uh, Forum, yeah. who wrote a book titled, yeah, oh, you know more, The Great Reset. The Great Reset crowd, one of their, this is a globalist agenda to use COVID and crises out there to reset society in a more authoritarian manner. You're not going to get authoritarianism without controlling information, Facebook and Twitter. Hence Jenkowitz and why she's so locked in with this globalist crowd here. Here's the great reset guy who wrote the book, Klaus Schwab, talking about exactly this, but talking about it in cryptic terms designed very specifically to appeal to capitalists out there, liberty lovers. Notice how they, they, they want a symbiosis with business to monitor and control information, but they couch it in like, oh, this is just a partnership with business. Listen to Klaus Schwab. Check this out. We also have to restore trust between the public sector and the private sector. Uh, as we have seen in statistics, the trust between those two parts of society never have been as low as it is now. For this reason, we launch in Davos 10 different projects related to infrastructure, to the internet and so on, which really provide an opportunity for governments and for business to work together to solve the big issues in our world. Now, do you notice the capitalist language he uses? Oh, it's a government, private, public uh, enterprise here to solve problems in our world. They're not doing any of that. The Klaus Schwab Jankowitz globalist information control crowd is simply using and weaponizing free market businesses to enact a government agenda in the United States they can't enact themselves because of the limitations of the Bill of Rights and the freedom of speech of uh, the First Amendment. They're weaponizing these businesses and these idiots are playing along. What made me think of this? I prepared the show all weekend. This weekend, Andy Kessler, late last night, a piece popped in the Wall Street Journal. The many reasons ESG is a loser. That stands for environmental, social, and governance. Basically, it's the liberal agenda being pushed on businesses. Businesses, you better do social justice warrior stuff. You better do environmental stuff. That's what ESG is. 
Now, because a lot of these businesses out there like BlackRock control trillions of dollars in assets, these public figures like uh, Schwab, Jankowitz and liberals have winked and nodded, not just at social media companies, but other companies too, pushing them to invest in this environmental leftist stuff. Andy Kessler wrote an amazing piece that not only is this ESG symbiosis a disaster, it is making them a whole lot of money. Ladies and gentlemen, there is big, big money in this ESG thing, pushing this globalist, environmental, social, great reset stuff. Andy says, let's look inside. BlackRock has an ESG fund. And it's weird, Joe. He notes it has almost the same holdings as its regular S&P 500 ETF. Strange, huh? But he notes that the weird, right? But this is crazy, fellas. The fees on BlackRock's ESG aware, it's great reset fund there, are 15 basis points. BlackRock's plain vanilla iShares core index fund charges only three. That's right. BlackRock charges five times as much for juggling a few names in their portfolio, basically, and slapping ESG on the name. Capitalists indeed, Kessler notes. As of June 30th, ESG aware was down 23.7% versus down 20% for the regular S&P 500 index. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's big, big money in this. What a deal, right? Subscribe to the ESG, Great Reset, Environmental, Jankowitz, AOC crowd, Klaus Schwab crowd. Charge a ton of fees to slap an ESG name on it. And then when it loses more money than your regular S&P thing, you just appeal to politicians and stuff and say, we're doing the socially responsible stuff. And they say, don't worry, we'll protect. Showing you how little these people know, by the way, who keep pushing this environmental social nonsense on this. I want to play this quick video. This was a climate debate in Australia with Alan Jones. I believe it's from Sky News. Alan Jones is on a panel. You know, these ESG pushers out there, BlackRock and others. Alan Jones had enough of this crap. He's like, you know, I confronted someone in Australia, this politician, about this whole CO2 emissions thing. And uh, he didn't seem to have, didn't seem to have a lot of answers about it. And then he confronts his panelist, the eco-warrior on the left. That doesn't work out well either. Check this out. When I asked Tanya Plibersek, was the deputy leader of the Labor Party and the potential deputy prime minister, was carbon dioxide the big issue in relation to climate change? And she said yes. I then said, well, that being the case, what percentage of the atmosphere is made up of carbon dioxide? And she said, I don't know. And I say, hang on, you don't know what percentage of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide, and yet you're prepared to stand the economy on its head to address a problem, the detail of which you don't know. So when I then explain that the percentage of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, Alice, is how much? Reserve. Alice, how much of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere? To answer Alice? the question, Scott Morrison has said he's Al- using climate much? change Alice, and how much? he wants to do something about Alice, it. Alice, how much carbon dioxide is the problem? How much carbon dioxide is there in the atmosphere? I'm not a scientist. I don't oh. know. I'm a well, hang on. If you're going to argue the case, you ought to know. It's 0.04 of a percent. And of that 0.04 of a percent, human beings around the world create 3%. And of that 3%, Australia creates 1.3%. So for the 1.3% of 3% of 0.04%, we then decide to have a national economic suicide. She doesn't know. She has no idea. Matter of fact, neither do any of the politicians or people at these financial firms or great resetters. They have no idea. Their backdrop is, oh, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. When you ask about a woman, oh, I don't know, I'm not a scientist. Well, maybe stop, stop trying to do science stuff and commenting on public policy if you don't know anything about anything. Just a thought. Just a thought. Seven days to slow the spread, right? Seven years to slow the spread. Exactly. Science. It's all science. Key. Stop quite. You're not a scientist. Shut up over there. Come on. Science. What does he know? He's not a scientist. Joe, you're not a scientist either. You can no. comment on it. Stay tight. Keep it quiet. Tighten it up, huh? You guys are right. I shouldn't comment on you. I'm not a scientist here. What do I know, right? Here's the difference. I'm humble about it. These idiots aren't. There's big money in all of this stuff. Huge money. High fees, excuses for poor performance. Oh, we'll do it ESG. We're socially responsible. All right. Here's a guy coming up. Major, major development out of Wisconsin regarding ballot boxes. Major. Matter of fact, I'm going to have Jenna Ellis, uh, one of President Trump's former attorneys, on my radio show later about just this. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. So this is a huge story out of Wisconsin. And I, I don't want to get confrontational about this. I don't mean it to sound adversarial. It's not. But you know 
the emails I get, I read your emails, your Facebook messages, not all of them, but as many as I can. Never going to spin your wheels. And what drives me the craziest? I don't mean that in a nasty way. It's just because I wish I could talk. Maybe I always say, maybe I'm just talking about this different. The emails that drive me the craziest are people that say, elections are rigged, therefore I'm giving up and not voting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. I, I Listen, nobody understands, nobody. The, 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 the pain and the horror of having an election stolen from you. Folks, I ran for Congress. The story is out there. When I ran for Congress, I lost by a little over a thousand votes, one point. It turned out later that this group came in and took a look and that about 10,000 plus people in a Democrat portion of the district on their jury duty form had said they weren't citizens yet voted. What I'm trying to get at is this affected me personally, personally. If anyone, anyone had the background to say, now I'm done, I'm out. Joe, I, I knew Joe Armacost when this happened. As a matter of fact, I know him for a while. He, I met Joe during my first run for Senate. Yeah. This was during my second run for Congress. It was devastating. My wife cried every day. I shed a few tears about it. But folks, the point is, none of this is going to be easy. Election fraud is a very real thing. But the only way to combat it is to, yes, if your vote is diluted because of fraud, is to turn out, vote in numbers, don't accept the fraud. Then when we win, is to fix it. And that's what's happening in Wisconsin. It's the, there's no other solution. What's the other solution? Just give them the seats all the time? There is no other solution. I get it. I get your frustration. I was there. It personally affected me. But we can't give up. It's not an option. A Wall Street Journal, Alexa Course. Wisconsin Supreme Court bans ballot bans ballot drop boxes. Thank the Lord. Major election changes coming out of this critical swing state. We saw some electoral changes in Florida tightening up elections. We've seen voter ID in Georgia after 2020. Now Wisconsin getting rid of these just dreadfully awful ballot boxes, which are a recipe for fraud, as we saw in 2000 mules. A recipe for fraud. Why did the Supreme Court ban them? Because four constitutionally oriented judges wound up getting elected. Folks, we can't give up. Fraud is real. I'm not here to tell you otherwise and play some Pollyanna BS. It is real. But the only way to do it is to win and get people in there who will make the fraud harder each and every time. You're never going to stop election fraud ever. All you can do is minimize its impact. And Wisconsin went a long way. As I said, I got Jenna Ellis coming on the show later to talk about exactly this. Huge, huge development. I hope it spreads. Small step. Um, can you skip ahead to the, the Twitter story with Elon? I want to get to this last story. It's important. I just want to spend a minute on it. So there's been a major update in the Elon Musk Twitter thing, which is very disappointing. I got back on Twitter as I thought there was going to be new management. Now everything's up in the air. You know, it's, it's just getting hard for everyone to deal with Twitter, who's become increasingly psychotic. We have this group in D.C. putting up on Twitter bounties where the Supreme Court justices are clearly violating Twitter's terms of service. Twitter does nothing. Twitter's not going to be happy until the Supreme Court justice is dead. I, I don't know. The, the platform is just a total disaster. We were all hoping Elon was going to come clean it up. You may have heard late on Friday, Elon now wants to terminate the deal. Now, it may not be all bad news. Why? Twitter's in real trouble, folks. Apparently, they had layoffs. Washington Examiner, Abigail Adcox, reports this. Twitter lawyers up after Musk moves to drop the acquisition bid in a new report. What is this about? It's about what they call, please memorize this term. You'll be smarter for it. I have a lot of investments in the tech space, a lot. I get a lot of briefings on this stuff. MDAUs is one of the most critical terms you need to know about in the social media space. It stands for monetizable monetizable, repeat the line, monetizable daily active users. I can start, here's why MDA users are so important. I can start a social media site. I can call it BonginoSocialMedia.com. doesn't matter, whatever I want to call it. And I can tell anyone out there that I have, you know, 25 million daily users. 
And then that 25 million daily users, I then go to advertisers and I say, hey, here's the CPM. Say it's uh, $30 a CPM to access 1,000 users. This is how all this works. That's how these companies make money. The problem is, what if 20 million of my users are bots I set up and I have two people, me and Guy? That's a problem because the advertisers are reaching who, Joe? Me and Gee. That's about it. We have 20 million accounts. They're not monetizable daily active users. They're not. They're bots. So what's the problem now Twitter's going to have? Elon's got a problem because there's a $1 billion breakup fee. $1 billion, a lot of money. You'd walk away from a deal, folks. I don't care who the hell you are. Elon's worth about $200 billion. That'd be one two hundredth of his wealth gone like that for nothing. So Elon's got a problem. Elon's also going to have a problem walking away because the court may not rule in his favor. But Twitter's got a problem too. Twitter, if they go to court, which they say they're going to do, just read you the headline, lawyered up. They're not lawyering up for nothing. Twitter lawyers up and goes to court. They're going to likely have to disclose in court how many MDAUs they actually have and what the spam bots are. You think advertisers paying Twitter a lot of money to advertise to access their 100 million, whatever plus users are going to want to find out that their number really isn't 100 million plus, but it's X? What do you think that's going to lead to? Maybe more lawsuits? People wanting refunds? Kind of like what already happened to another social media company that was alleged to be fudging their MDAUs? This is one of those situations where Twitter's got a problem and Elon's got a problem. And they're both going to have to find a way to un their problems real quick. That MDAU number is all that matters when it comes to these companies. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Make sure you check out my radio show later. And if I may ask a small favor again, if you wouldn't mind subscribing to my podcast, I know if you listen every day and you don't subscribe, you can still get the show, but it's the subscriptions that push us up the charts. It makes it easier for people to find the show. I would deeply appreciate it on Apple, Spotify, and most importantly on Rumble, we're at 2.34 million subscribers on Rumble. It's rumble.com slash Bongino. Apple and Spotify as well. Keeps us on the charts. It's free. There is no money for the subscription. It is free. Thanks very much, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.